The following is a fourth-hand production. If I say that the world is round and someone else says it's flat, that's worth reporting. We don't have time for a meeting of the Flat Earth Society. They, 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 they must have been founding members of, of the Flat Earth Society. They, they would not have believed that the world was round. Look around at this flat, beautiful land. And in case there are any conspiracy theorists out there, how would you prove to us that you're in zero gravity? Crazy pays a visit this week as we talk all things Flat Earth. That's next on Hysteria 51. Mind control to Major Tom. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Welcome to Hysteria 51. Come inside our secret hideaway as we talk conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Hand and John Goforth. And welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that believes every day should be International Pancake Day. Hysteria 51, broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, alternatively known as Chicago. I am your host, John Goforth. Alongside for the second week in a row to help captain this sinking ship is Joseph Heck. Now, Joe, thanks for filling in. Uh, your services were required this week as Brent's actually, uh, he's been in the hospital. No joke. I mean, that, that's, that's real. That's true. That's serious. His gallbladder went bad. I mean, like really bad, like gangrenous bad. Happy to hear it. Couldn't have happened to a more deserving meat sack. That is a nice conspiracy bot. Stop it. Uh, anyway, he had to have emergency surgery, uh, and everything's okay now, but he's he's in recovery. Uh, the odd part is, it was absolutely fine about two weeks ago. Now, I'm not saying that government entities or reptilians or the men in black or, you know, those associated with Pizzagate or anything else had something to do with it, but I'm not not saying that either. Joe, your thoughts? Well, I would say that as of next week, if John is no longer available to host as well because of a gallbladder problem, 
two things. One, stop listening. You don't want to be associated. Uh, and two, you can switch over to the competitive podcast that Matt Owens and I have been setting all this up to, to go ahead and just take over for anyways. Oh, oh, you, you have one in the works. Yeah. That's, that was the point is, you know, I snuck my way in as a guest, then became a guest host. Now I'm just like a regular host, apparently. And <laughs> your gallbladder is in big trouble, buddy. Now, if, if my gallbladder is in trouble, you won't even need your other show. You can just take over this one. Yeah, but I, just to be safe, I'd prefer not to. No, that's fair. That's fair. You don't want your gallbladder to mysteriously go bad. I know. Yeah. Matt's is going bad as we speak. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of, joining us via the interwebs, long, long time uh, friend of the show, one of the first guests we have, and we like to have him often, Matt Owens, or as we affectionately refer to him, Moens. Dude, thanks for being back. How's it going? Dude, it's good. It's uh, fantastic to join again. Other than the gallbladder pains, everything's fantastic. It's terrible to hear about Brent, man. Like, that sucks. I, I remember you reached out and you're like, hey, he's in the hospital. I was like, what? So, wish him a speedy recovery. Now, wow. you, add, you always add so much depth to the show, Matt. Thank you. I like to be as shallow as possible. Because you've been on a fair amount of times. Well, both of you have. Shallow because the earth is flat? Ooh. Um, Not to be forgotten, the last member of this sinking ship, Conspiracy Bot. Conspiracy Bot, what's going on? Just hoping you'll sit a little closer to me, go forth, like Brent did when I injected him with gallbladder poison. Ha 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 ha. Just kidding. Really, I'm kidding. While, while I don't actually think you had something to do with it, I'm certainly not going to sit as close to you anymore. Boys, tonight we are talking about the Flat Earth Conspiracy. The fact that the Earth is not round, but actually is flat. But before we do, let's talk what we're drinking. You say it's a lexicon of libations. We call it a bulletin of booze. Either way, we're all getting pissed. Here's this week's Spirit Selections. Moens, what are you sipping on out in L.A.? Coffee right now. Well, that's boring. Wow. How I've exotic. I've got two in the fridge, but like, I need to pace myself on those because I've got two. <laughs> so I'd start with coffee. And it's make the it California way. Those are both PBRs uh, so, that I tried to bike home with last night, and then the 12-pack broke, and so I had four beers. So oh, I, I thought it, two of them. I thought it was because you're in California where the earth is flat and the beers come in twos. <laughs> but I guess I guess that's Nashville, where it's all buy one get one free. <laughs> so the um, uh, are you saying the rent is so high where you are in LA that you could really only afford that many beers for like a month or so, and and by dropping ten of them, I mean you you really lost out. Did it was it was a tragic thing. They exploded too, most of them, which is why I didn't make it home with many. Well, you know, if you believed in the flat Earth, that wouldn't have been a problem because gravity is fictitious. Yeah, I want to know how gravity works on flat Earth. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Conspiracy bot, what are you sipping on over there? Well, I successfully finished Brand Spud Light last week, so I've moved on to your booze. I'm drinking a Templeton on the rocks with a splash of gallbladder poison. Gives it that extra zing. Maybe I'll let you try it later. You won't know. Oh, great. Just one more reason not to have you on the show. As for me, I am drinking a Crispin. It is a dry British cider. Joe, you? Well, I don't, I don't like what's going on here. John is already lying. I'm drinking the Crispin cider. Dang it. Like, that's like, I'm usurping your show, man. You need to just deal with it and let it happen. 
like, and stop trying to hold me down. Crispin, classic English, dry, hard cider. Pretty soon he's going to, he's going to, uh, attempt to restart the show and say, welcome in hysteria. Nation. It's absolutely going to happen. <laughs> and I'm going to try to use a British accent, but it's going to come out Australian because all accents always come out as Australian. <laughs> Dude, British announcer guy would be pissed. Mm -hmm. He's got a job and he wants to keep it. Absolutely. All right, boys. Uh, normally, this is the part where we do hysteria hype. In honor of Brent being out and being sick, we're not going to do it. It's just a friendly reminder to, just like we talked about last week, to check out our new discussion page on Facebook, Hysteria Nation. Just get in that little search bar on Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Hit join, and I will determine if you're good enough to join. And by determine, I just mean click yes. All right, fellas, it's Flat Earth time. Finally done with all the fuckery and ready to talk about the actual topic. Why don't I give you a quick Reader's Digest of exactly what the Flat Earth uh, conspiracy is? All right, so basically it says that the Earth is a disk, not a sphere, not a ball, not the thing that we've all grown up understanding, but rather a disk. The Arctic Circle is the center of the disk, so it's like the center of the world. And Antarctica isn't really Antarctica. It's a 150-foot-tall wall of ice around the rim of the entire world. So if you imagine um, if you imagine the Arctic Circle in the middle of this disk, Antarctica is this 150-foot wall surrounding it, uh, the entire disk. And they say it's guarded by NASA employees. I'm not exactly sure how they do that, given NASA's uh, budget lately, but th that's who it's guarded by. The, the wall is almost akin to, I've actually heard heard Flat Earth believers compare it to the uh, the wall in Game of Thrones. Of course. It Winter is coming. Anyway, uh, so Earth's day and night cycle is explained by positing that the sun and the moon are spheres measuring 32 miles. They can move in circles 3,000 miles above the plane of Earth. Stars, they say, move in a plane that's 3,100 miles up, so 100 miles higher. Like spotlights, these celestial spheres illuminate different portions of the planet in a 24-hour cycle. Flat Earthers also believe that there must be an invisible anti-moon that obscures the moon, thus being able to explain lunar eclipses. <laughs> well, that's, that's, the one, that's the one that's made of yellow cheese. Oh, as opposed to green, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Which we all learned from Green Lantern, the, the enemy of green is yellow. What does Sinestro have to do with this, you moron? Uh, that's, a, that's a very fair point. And wood for some strange reason, but well, <laughs> I don't know how that even came to be. All right, so uh, you can, as you can all tell, we are a bit suspicious of the Flat Earth conspiracy. But before we get into why we might be suspicious or why it might, why it might make sense, let's talk what, about the history of it. Isn't it, I mean, wouldn't it actually be... That the round earth is the conspiracy? I think so. If you believed in the flat earth. But like, flat earthers are not part of a conspiracy. They're claiming everyone else's, right? I mean, that's, that's semantics. It's, it's all, it's all what position you come from. Mm. If you believe that the government killed Kennedy, then it's the lone gunman conspiracy. Yeah, I guess. You say semantics, I say the motto, whatever. Yeah, you're right. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. So getting into the history, John. It's it's kind of an interesting thing. Flat earther is a term. It's almost like it's a derogatory term, almost an insult to call some most people that. You're a bunch of flat earthers. It's it's almost something where it's like if I say that, not only is it a concept that's wrong, I'm accusing you of like living in a world where you're the model of wrongness. And and science doesn't exist. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's that, well, I mean, I don't believe in science, but you can. 
But the, it, here's what's weird. Most people who are described as, as flat earthers, they don't actually believe the earth is flat. It's, it's just a term saying basically you're an idiot. You're a bunch of flat earthers. So in a, in a very recent example, uh, our former president, Barack Obama, when he was expressing his impatience with people who persistently object to the concept of climate change, he said, uh, yeah, they, 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 they must have been founding members of, of the Flat Earth Society. They, they would not have believed that the world was round. Thanks, Conspiracy Bot. Now, now here's a funny thing. The Flat Earth Society, which is a, a real organization of, of some kind, I, I, actually it is exactly an organization because it's a .org website. So I would have thought they would have a dot biz, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but somehow they snuck a dot org into all this dot info. <laughs> yes. Um, but they actually issued a statement afterwards in support of, of the hypothesis of climate change just to basically distance themselves from this concept of a flat earther being an idiot. Oh my God. I love, I love the fact that it's like, yeah, we, we believe in some dumb, dumb stuff, but not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree that, you know, we don't know if the earth is round or not, but we can definitely say climate change is real. Absolutely. Yo, it might be ugly. At least I ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I might be ugly. At least I ain't got no money. So what exactly is the flat earth theory, John? It's, it's kind of weird. It's almost like it's not really a theory at all. There isn't like a thing that's the flat earth theory. Right. So, so in history, there wasn't this one unified theory that this, the earth is flat and here are all the reasons why this is in history. Like way back then, it was multiple cultures spanning multiple centuries uh, in all parts of the world. In more recent times, since it's been resurrected, and we'll talk about how it was resurrected, it has become one unified theory. <laughs> but but yeah, you're, you're right. In past, there wasn't just like this group of people that said the earth's flat. Here's how it works. Here's the science behind it. It was, it was, it, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the, some of the former groups that thought about it, the flat earth. The former groups? Is this like, was there a it's breakup? Like, like, did like, the band break up? It's like the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you went to that one. A band that didn't break up, the brother died. <laughs> well, they broke up. <laughs> so one way. broke them up. I started to cry, which started the whole. Conspiracy bot, that is not nice. I mean, it isn't because we know Robin Gibb did not start the flat earth theory, but that is the joke that started the whole world laughing. I mean, I think we all can agree on that. Valid. As well as the glory of that song. So I would disagree with you, John. Thank you, conspiracy bot. You did it. You're welcome back anytime, Peck. Also, please make sure John drinks some of this. <laughs> oh, conspiracy bot. That was nice. Your hugs are pointy and cold, but thank you for the gesture. <laughs> My wife told me the same thing. Mm. So back to, to the history, to the reality of this whole thing. So I, I think we all are aware 
I mean, in ancient civilizations, ancient Greece, India, China, it's all over the place. I mean, basically any of the range of sort of early historical, you know, written history cultures, it was pretty much considered that the earth was flat. I mean, that's, you know, they walked around on it. Yeah, a lot of pre-science cultures, basically. Yeah. So you look out into the expanse and you see everything's flat. The earth must be flat. Well, there's also, you know, in the water, here be dragons is also (laughs) a thing. (laughs) Don't don't take the rowboat out past that island because that's where the kraken is Mm -hmm. and he will get you. Release the Kraken! Exactly. Thank you, Conspiracy Bot. I mean, th- that's that's kind of the level of science we were dealing with at the time. That's Yeah, that's exactly what was going on. But, you know, I mean, people who are pretty well respected from those times, like, they certainly believed in the concept of the Earth's just flat. That's all there was. Yeah, Pl- Plato was a believer in flat Earth, right? Uh, I think by Plato's time, it might have been round. Oh, okay. I think it was, I think it was predated Plato. But, well, that's one of the interesting things that, that here to get into a little more of this concept of, of the history. I mean, I think it's commonly thought. That oh, oh, I'm sorry. It was Homer. Yes. I was thinking Homer of Homer. Did. I was thinking of another storyteller. But I think, I mean, I think that's an interesting piece of this. I, I can tell you until I was researching for this show, I, Certainly, you know, I didn't spend lots of time thinking about it, but held the perception <laughs> that it was probably in like sort of the Middle Ages ish where, you know, people started figuring out that the earth was round. And that's just not the case. I right. mean, this mm-hmm. was, this is fourth century BC. They're already talking about a spherical earth. And, and so, but getting back to what was thought in, in this whole era of a pre flat earth unified theorem, which by the way, I think we should call it a theorem out of respect. No. Uh, that just feels more real than a theory to me. You really are an idiot. It, the thinking was the earth was a disk surrounded by this gigantic body of water. And, and that's it. The, the water just went on forever or perhaps fell off just into space, into nothingness. Um, into heaven. Ooh. Or, yes. Or the heavens, I guess. Maybe, man. Yeah. Or the hell. I don't know. Well, that's pretty dynamic drop in moans. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah, yeah. again. Or, or maybe I, I don't know. Sink the ship. I know a fax machine we could replace him with would probably bring more to the table. <laughs> but one of the weird parts is in this theory, especially the 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 Chinese way of looking at it was the heavens were spherical and the Earth was flat, but it wasn't a disc; it was a square. <laughs> why? Because why not? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, why wouldn't it be square? Good call out. Wow. That was, that was impressive. <laughs> Conspiracy about per usual. Your drop ins are far more entertaining and valuable than Matt Owens is, but here it, we are. It's very true. I, I'll also note that Conspiracy Bot seems to be doing a better job in Brent's absence. Hmm. Is he stepping up his game? Is that possible for a bot to do? No, really just trying to show the world I don't need you meat sacks. I'm like Paul McCartney after the Beatles. Well, minus the wings years. And you guys definitely aren't John, George, and Ringo. That is so not in, nice. In all those theories, they, they believed it was a shape, but none of them agreed on how or why or what the shape was. Correct. Yeah, basically. And my guess is enormous amounts of thought weren't going into this stuff. It was kind of like, hey, here's what we observed. Sure, this must be the way the world is. 
Could you um, imagine that conversation? They're like, King, what do you think the earth is? A, a sh- like a shape. And he's like, I-, I don't know. Like, do you guys not want to die? Like, we're trying to fight a war. And they're like, <laughs> I don't know. Square, square. We'll go square. You idiot. The Mongols are literally trying to climb over the wall. Stop it. You're so <laughs> talking about this. Not until we get this figured out. Sure. Okay. We're flat. Go fight. Save us. <laughs> <laughs> well, until Matt Damon came. Right? And then everything was cool in, in. Oh, yeah. China. On the Great Wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Great Wall is the only barrier keeping the world safe. Oh, I haven't seen it, nor will I. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, strong words. Again, just such great content, Matt. So. <laughs> do you like apples? Yeah. How do you like them apples? <laughs> yes. Yes. Conspiracy bot. It was so good. I will fry you. <laughs> Conspiracy bot. Ooh. Uh, bring it on, bitch. But make sure you wear your big boy pants. And Matt's gallbladder just acted up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, as John was alluding to earlier, by the fourth century BC, it was pretty common. And by the first century BC, it was pretty much the widely held belief the earth is a sphere. Yeah, I mean, um, there, there were just basic scientific tests that they would <laughs> they would make things like, you know, uh, looking at the constellations and and uh, testing the way that uh, the sun affected uh, affected sticks uh, if you stuck them in the ground in different parts of the uh, of the world. And um, I'm butchering that, but it was they were really basic basic stuff that you probably did in like third grade science class. Mm-hmm. They figured out in in, in the fourth century uh, yeah. BC and using a pickle to light up a light bulb like i mean all of them all the third grade science experiments exactly exactly they were dropping eggs out of th- three and four story windows to see how they could why do you think in. they built the pyramids <laughs> egg drop it all comes back around i just love how it, it definitely feels like the whole theory was uh yeah well we believe it's flat and they're like prove it and they're like sure let's do some science to back it up uh, Nothing like doing science. It's almost as if you've been doing too much science. Too much science? Is that possible? <laughs> Let's uh, thirty miles. The Earth or uh, the Sun is thirty miles wide. It's a sphere. Well, why isn't the Earth? I, that doesn't matter. That's not the point. All right, Everything so, else uh, is a sphere. Well, we're flat. Normally, we try to we, we we try to reserve our opinions to the end. These guys are fucking idiots. Every one of them uh, that believe in the flat Earth, and and and, and it, whenever you hear interviews with them, they they all say the same thing. Whenever there's something that they can't find a logical workaround for uh, to explain, they just say, "Well, that's just not true." Well, why isn't it true? How can how can you prove it's not true? Well, just because it isn't. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like talking to a three year old. Uh, why can't you clean your room? Well, because. Maybe not a three-year-old would be cleaning the room, but a five-year-old. Why, why, why can't you? Why can't you pick up after yourself? Because, because why? Well, because, I, because. I mean, it's a little stronger than that, John. Come on. I mean, at least they can say, "Haven't you ever gone and walked?" Like it's flat. The ground was flat <laughs> underneath your feet. I mean, it, <laughs> it's no. I actually think the five-year-old's argument's better because I don't want to. What's valid? Yeah, that's, that's a valid argument. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> that, that literally, there's logic to that. Okay, you don't want to, and therefore you will not do it. I get fact. that. You do not want to do <laughs> it. That is a fact. You're right. There are no facts based in what the flat earthers are saying. <laughs> well, I don't want to work with you idiots anymore. I thought Peck was okay, but now he sounds like a moron too. I don't know. I'm... I'm being swayed. Ooh, Ooh I, I think, I think we might have, Moans, I think we might have just stumped Peck for the first time. I, I feel like, yeah, with like Joe, 
So in, in your scientific worlds, um, plural <laughs> worlds. <laughs> I mean, it's the heavens, the hells, the squares, the flat. The dimensions, if you will. Hey, you can't um, call I, I them that. I don't think I've ever seen anybody put so much effort into trying to justify, like, pure bullshit. Like, it's literally if I'm like, guys, I really want to have everybody believe I have red hair. What can I do to back science into this? And Well, but, Moens, to be fair, our listeners don't know Joe the way we do. We could be out at the bars having drinks, and you could say almost anything. And the very next words out of Joe's mouth are, well, to play devil's advocate. Yeah. <laughs> I am the devil's advocate. That movie was about me. That movie. <laughs> Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. Is that it? Why not? I'm a fan of man. I'm a humanist. Maybe the last humanist. Devil's Advocate, that was a lawyer movie, right? Yeah, exactly. Keanu, and that's what most people don't know. I'm a scientist and a lawyer. Keanu Reeves and Pacino? I mean, come on. It doesn't get any better than that. So getting back to what went on, it kind of just was this thing that existed where there were some people around here and there who maybe weren't all that interested or didn't know like what was going on of scientists were making all these amazing uh Statements and proving all these theories around the, the nature of stars and of planets and the earth and the sphericalness of it. Um, and then all of a sudden, fast forward to 1956 and a guy named Samuel Shenton started a organization, I guess. Yeah. Well, an org <laughs> called org. the Flat Earth Society. He, he started a website in 1956. Yes. <clears throat> Way in Al Gore. Technology, not so much in science. <laughs> so here's one of my favorite parts about this whole story. His inspiration for this was he was at the library in London and he happed upon randomly a book. The book was called. Did you, say, did you use the word happed there just because he was in London? Yes. Thank you. Happenstance will also be used later. Ooh. I appreciate it. He happed upon a book called The Zetetic Astronomy. Earth, not a globe. It was a very obscure book written in 1881, and this is where it gets awesome. See, that's it. That's a spoiler alert. Why would they give away the ending? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's pretty aggressive. I can tell you why. Because the author of this book, which is the first red flag I would have if I'm reading something that's purporting itself to be a scholarly scientific journal, (laughs) the author is a man named Samuel Robottom. However, he That's an awesome last name. He he his his self-proclaimed nickname is Parallax. <laughs> this is no joke. This is real. So, I I'm sure he gave himself the nickname like, "No, you you all need to call me Parallax. Yes. You will call me Parallax." Yeah, it's like, it's, I, I'm, I'm Listen, like, Robottom, shut the fuck up. We're going to call you what we call you all the time. I'm, I'm and that's row your bottom. <laughs> well, uh, obviously. Well, that's part of it. I'm sure he wanted to get away from the nicknames <laughs> that come from a, a last name like Robottom. Side note, if your last, uh, you know, Nick, uh, a lot of last names came from like the job your, your ancestors had. So if your last name is 
weaver. They might literally have been uh, weavers of thread and such. Ooh. If your last name is Robottom, were, were your ancestors literally the assholes at the very bottom of the ship yes. rowing? <laughs> like the That's worst exactly job ever. Thus he well, had just, to like you always got beat up. So like oh yeah, like, you're on the bottom row. Thus he like, transformed himself into Parallax. It reminds me of the Seinfeld <laughs> with the maestro when Elaine's dating Bob Cobb and she calls him Bob and he goes Elaine Maestro, please. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> I didn't mention it earlier, but actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. (laughs) (laughs) So, So tell us about Robottom. So, of course, when Samuel Shenton found a book by a guy who calls himself Parallax, what's the first thing he did? Started a learned society called the Flat Earth Society. He read that book. He read, he, he like opened it up, read the inside, read the forward, and he's like, yep, seems legit. Yeah. And he found his perfect protege in a, in a retired aircraft mechanic named Charles Johnson, who continued, uh, I don't know, hosting, p- propagating this society in 1972 after Shenton died, kept it going from California, of course, home of Matt Owens and flat earthers everywhere. Um, yeah. and that, that's also another, yet another in the line of flat earthers that I, now I am not taking away from anyone's profession. Um, you know, he, you mentioned that he was a, he was a, what, a boat mechanic? Aircraft. Uh, aircraft. Robottom was the other guy. Okay. Oh, I was confused. I thought you were saying flat earther was like a profession. No, no, no. <laughs> That's my, what I majored in. My point is the people that, that are the lead, um, experts on, on the flat earth. You don't see a lot of doctors in there. You, you, you don't see a lot of PhDs. You don't see a lot of scientists. Uh, you, you see things like mechanic. Uh, I saw a, interview the other, athlete. the other day with another a current day flat earther and he works on um a reality tv fi- show he works on <laughs> he works on fireplaces there you and, go and i am in no way shape or form making fun of mechanics wait was or- it bert from mary poppins dick van dyke's character <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was actually dick van dyke uh <laughs> so what idiots it, hold yeah, on are you, are my, you trying to draw a parallel between like a parallax and the it's pronounced parallax in your workplace Yes, yeah, their their brains have gone wrong. Uh, no, I, what I, what I'm saying is that in I normally get my science from scientists. I, I much like I normally have mechanics work on my car. I don't have uh, I don't have doctors or scientists work on my car. I have mechanics work on my car. Um, in the flat Earth world, you have folks that aren't necessarily scientists being the leaders of the uh, of the uh, the thought leaders, if you will. Well, so that's a great segue, John, because one of the fun things about this Johnson guy, Charles Johnson, that where he just took it to a whole nother level, he not only decided that he's a scientist uh, from being a mechanic, he also apparently decided he was an amateur theologian because one of the outrageous claims he made (laughs) was that the traditional Christian view is of the earth being flat, which is absolutely incorrect. That, I mean, that is like the perfect proof. Uh, no matter where you come down on religion, whether you, you know, whether you believe in God, don't believe in God. Uh, I, I happen to, uh, I'll say it. I'm a Christian, but it is the perfect proof that you can take verses of the Bible and make them fit anything you want. And, you know, most of the time people make that argument in present day. Real legitimate battles, right? Like, so that there are people that try to use the Bible to say that gay people are wrong and, and, you know, they're taking things out of context. 
um, or they're using, you know, Old Testament verses that, w- you know, right along with you should stone your wife if she sleeps with somebody else. Though I don't necessarily well, disagree with that I mean, one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're doing a real good job on these. But the point is <laughs> that you can literally find a Bible verse to justify the earth being flat. Well, this is one of my favorite things. The, the verses that they typically cite, and we're going to get to this in a little while, don't even have anything to do with the earth being flat, <laughs> which is one of the best parts of all the things you can't use Bible verses to try to back up. This is one of this them. This is one and of them. And there's not many. <laughs> Another awesome thing that came out of all this is, except they latched onto it like a leech, was Washington Irvin, who's a famous novelist, a fiction writer. Yeah, he wrote uh, Sleep Hollow, right? Yes. Wrote in one of his stories or novellas or books or whatever, like he created the concept, like as it literally fiction, that the Catholic Church advised Christopher Columbus not to sail for the Americas or for India is where he was trying to go because he would fall over the side of the earth. It's not true. And these guys grabbed this out of a guy's fiction writing and use it as evidence that somehow proof. Yes. The smoking gun. Much like they have to be the best trolls in the world. Like I I think maybe (laughs) they're just sitting there being like, God, let's see if we can rile these people up about this. Much like I use uh, the movie Armageddon to prove that whenever there is an asteroid headed this way, yep. all we need are some really good oil uh, drillers to go up rough on the necks, asteroid. I believe some they rough call necks, themselves. Uh, to go up on the asteroid and just throw a nuke or two in the middle of it and we'll be good to go. Hey, Harry. Yeah, Rock. You know, we're sitting on four million pounds of fuel, one nuclear weapon, and a thing that has 270,000 moving parts built by the lowest bidder. Oh. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? Because it's easier to train miners to be astronauts than it would to train astronauts how to run mining gear. That's exactly right. Thank you, Conspiracy (laughs) Bot. All right, so that's the history of this abomination uh, known as a conspiracy theory. When we get back, we're going to talk through the, well, the arguments that we could find for it, and then uh, the one or two arguments against it. That's when we're back on Hysteria 51. There's there's very few. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, That's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so... It's very high on pronunciation, too, so <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do, and then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years, and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it 
with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we wanted to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And we are back. We hope you had a good break. Uh, I know Moen's did. He went ahead and took his bike back to the liquor store. How many did you drop on the way home this time? Uh, only seven. <laughs> good, good. You almost have enough now to get a buzz. Uh, yeah, it's, it's dis- disappointing. Anyhow. All right. Well, we are back, and we are now going to talk through uh, the reasons for and the reasons against uh, the flat Earth. Joe, tell us a little bit about why the flat Earth makes a lot of sense. I mean, the- or, or at least try with a straight face. <laughs> First off, and the most easy one to to just get behind, and this is why I'm starting to believe Copernicus was a Freemason. Come on, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Okay. 
I think that nailed that shuts the door. So are we are we done now with the arguments? I feel like it's over. (laughs) We don't. We just don't need anymore. It's so airtight. It's done. Well, I mean, you also have the government lies all the time. You can do anything, whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. (laughs) I can do anything. So the fact that the government has been caught in um, misleading the general public is a direct arrow towards the Earth is flat. That's exactly right. Okay. It all, that's what it all leads up to. It's them dropping hints. That was um, the original government cover-up. <laughs> it is. <laughs> NASA, of course, has been caught manipulating images and evidence before. We all know the fake moon landing. And, oh, of course. The, you know, t- right. You may have tried it. an episode. You may think you've had Tang, but you didn't. Because it's just a NASA cover-up. Tang does not what exist. Was what was I drinking? You weren't. Oh. Oh. So they got inside my brain somehow. That's exactly right. Okay. You know, it's funny. The, the, the whole NASA manipulates things and changes things. One of their, one of the big arguments is that every picture you've ever seen of the Earth is, uh, I've heard it referred to as CGI, which is interesting because they didn't have CGI in the sixties, the but okay. Well, that's what they want you to uh, believe. But they, they're talking about the one big picture that everyone can think of, the blue dot from, was it Apollo 17? Mm-hmm. That, you know, that was obviously faked and computer manipulated. Basically, they took some archaic form of Photoshop and just a lot of fax machines and copiers <laughs> <laughs> and created it and created it. The, the thing I, is, and then they go, they go, NASA obviously, you know, just created this with computers because they call it a compilation. You mean composite, idiot. Well, no shit, Sherlock. That's a way a lot of big pictures work. They take a lot of small pictures and they put them all together. No, they don't. Mm. Well, I, I do think the NASA argument also, you know, the fact that they're like, uh, somebody supposedly orbited the Earth by going 17,500 miles an hour and did a 180, like, no way. Mm-mm. The flat Earth, like, flat Earth is definitely like science. Yeah. That science is too Well, hard it's, it's, to do. it's airtight science because think about it. I mean, that's a great point, Matt. Like, have you ever tried to do it? I have. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was unable to achieve 17,000 miles per hour, nor was I able to do a 180. Well, an- another no. argument for flat Earth that I, I've heard, this is, it's not on our list, but science tells us that we are traveling at, I'm forgetting the number, conspiracy bot, how fast are we traveling around the sun? How do you not know this? We're traveling at 67,000 miles per hour around the sun. Okay, so thank you. So we're traveling that fast, and yet we don't feel it, and we don't fly Mm -hmm. off of the Earth. Why wouldn't we if we're traveling that fast? Obviously, they've never heard of Einstein or the theory of relativity, meaning that, you know, obviously all speed speed is relative. Did you see the 1987 dunk contest? I mean, Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan were pretty much flying off the face of the Earth. That's literally the best argument I've heard for the flat Earth yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's called the Dominique Wilkins continuum. Here it comes. Boom shakalaka. Thanks, Conspiracy Bot. I, you know, it, little known fact about Conspiracy Bot, you can actually play NBA Jam on him. That's how we met in an arcade. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, quit playing that game over here and come play me. He said, hey, come touch this. All right, turn your head and cough. Boy, you meet a lot of people that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most people. Most people. Yeah. Right, so, well, well, how did you meet Matt? Well, uh, we, we, don't, we don't need to talk about that if yeah. it wasn't an arcade. That's fair. Well, here's what we do need to talk about in that vein. Great segue. Let's talk about the, what the Bible says. Well, here's my favorite thing. So let me just give you a couple examples of what these people cite as the biblical evidence for a flat earth. One of them, Psalm 9610, 
He is fixed the earth firm, immovable. Obviously, saying the earth is flat. That's what they said. That's obviously I, I, what that means. I read the words flat and not round in, in that. Yeah. Yeah. Or and, in and, Job, he and, says, uh, as the light approaches, the earth takes shape like clay pressed beneath a seal. There it is. So is, isn't that interesting that one of the quotes that they cite uh, as being, you need to literally, you need to literally interpret this. The, the quote that they cite that you says you need, that, that they say you need to literally interpret is actually using a metaphor in the fucking quote. <laughs> I mean, the the Bible is full of simile, metaphor, e- e- euphemism, but these are the ones that you take seriously. Well, I don't get how you can translate. Uh, apologies if I'm crapping all over your guys' argument, guys. Uh, but fixed it seems to be coming up a lot in these, and I don't know what fixed means flat. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't get it. I don't see how these these work. Well, at all. if you believe in the flat Earth, you you don't believe that we're orbiting anything. We're not like we don't believe in words either. We're it's 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 almost (laughs) like the you know you know the concept of of heliocentric. It's uh, I forget what what's the term for the Earth being the center. It's not uh, the sun's the center. Geocentric. Okay, geocentric. Uh, We don't move. Everything moves around us. We are the center of the universe. That's what that's what flat earthers believe. Yeah, wait, and wait, here's wait, the problem. Wait, here's why. Believe. Is that like a core principle as well? Because that's what I was curious about. Because if they yeah. like, yeah, that's a core. It's principle. a major that's part. Of- and yet again, I mean, they're they're definitively wrong because we all know everything in the universe, including all things on Earth, revolve around me. Agreed. Yeah. How, so, how young were you when your parents started telling you that? Oh, they never told me. I told them. <laughs> Three years old. It was a big. All, it, it all revolves around me. It was a big argument between me and my mom over the years. <laughs> And I mean, obviously, the reason I know this is because. <laughs> <laughs> why is that, Joe? Because. <laughs> but what? The best, but what? The best argument ever. Yeah, and that's when I'd run away and climb up into my treehouse. <laughs> I think the first time I ever punched anybody was when I was in an argument where all they would say is because, and it frustrated me so much that I think I hit them. The point that he left out there was it was two weeks ago and it was Joe. <laughs> that's true. Back to what we were talking about. Another. So the it's not just the Bible. The Quran also very clearly says the earth is flat. Let me read you an example. Is not he who has made the earth as a fixed abode and has placed rivers in its midst and has placed firm mountains therein and has set a barrier between the two seas? There it is, guys. The earth is flat. I'm convinced. Yeah, bar- barrier. Yeah, that kind of takes us into the other one, right? Like that, the ice wall, it's, it, it's well known. And well studied. Well, I mean, we all know about George R. R. Martin, the famous ge- geographer and explorer. That you know, he he wrote in in his uh, in his compendium, his compendium, his exhaustive scholarly journal called "A Song of Ice and Fire," all about <laughs> the ice wall. They were given a choice, no doubt: castration or the wall. Most choose the knife. Conspiracy bot is on it today. He's on fire. This is this is pretty amazing. What about this one? There is not one peer-reviewed scientific study that proves the Earth is a globe. So that's just a lie, right? <laughs> I mean, that there's uh, no... I, I don't... I think it is... I think there's no peer-reviewed because it's like past the point where... It would be like, <laughs> can somebody do a study to prove water is wet? Everybody's like, I'm not fucking wasting my time. <laughs> I'm not reviewing that. <laughs> I don't that. have time for this. <laughs> can, can, can someone study that we breathe? Hopefully not for long. Yeah, we do. We all do that. No, we, <laughs> I need a full study oh, and then <laughs> I want to review it to see if you're correct. All right, all right. So I think we've I think we've just about exhausted the the reasons that it it might 
uh, B flat. However, however, there are celebrities that have chimed in on this bad boy. Mm. And they've given their own thoughts. Tila Tequila. Uh, Which, I mean, thank God. Like, where would we be if we didn't have celebrities to chime in on things like this? If you aren't in your 30s, you might not even know who Tila Tequila is. She is the only reason MySpace existed. Correct. <laughs> She was a, so somehow it became a MySpace celebrity because she posted, uh, very, she just, uh, revealing pictures of herself and she had like, you know, two million friends on my, the, the, her big thing was. She was the first one to just friend the fuck out of everybody. Correct. She was literally, um, in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most MySpace friends at oh, one point. Yeah. Didn't know that. Um, she had more than, than Tom who would automatically add himself when you signed up. <laughs> have you ever looked at, have you ever looked at that picture? Have you ever looked at that picture of Tom? Like in the background, there's a whiteboard. And yeah. There's, there's a bunch of cities in, um, areas of LA. And then there's also some weird ampersands and, uh, and pound signs. Uh, I, I feel like there might be a code hidden in there. That's a, that's another, uh, Ooh. another episode for another yeah, day. We'll need to consider that. Yeah. But, it's uh, Tom. <laughs> little known fact, by the way, to back to Moen's point about, uh, that she somehow had more friends than Tom did, who friended everyone. That's because of one technicality. Matt Owens is the only person Tom ever defriended. <laughs> <laughs> that fucker blocked me instantly. <laughs> I just, I just have one question, Moens. If, if we were both still on MySpace today, would I be in your top eight? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. Follow up question. Follow up question. Would conspiracy bot? I wouldn't have friend at him in the first place. Neither of them would. It's a trick question. Matt only ever had four friends. <laughs> <laughs> like top eight, like. It's hard to get that many friends. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time. I, I will tell you what theme song I would have. Ooh. Oh, please. Uh, it would probably be like uh, Another One Bites the Dust by Queen, because that was just a sick bass line. I thought, I thought you were going to go with the theme song to Perfect Strangers. <laughs> What a song that was. My gosh. Or so, anything by my, my Chemical Romance, that would be. Oh, okay. I figured it'd be She Blinded Me With Science by <laughs> one of the most famous of all flat earthers, Thomas Dolby. Thomas Dolby. Not only did Joe, I think you you picked out this nugget. He was one of, when, when Flat Earth became a thing again, uh, he was one of the first oh, he, public figures to talk about it. Yep. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he has a song called The Flat Earth. Let's hear a clip. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, moving more evidence. Moving on from Thomas Dolby. Most recently, this was in the news because Kyrie Irving uh, believes in flat Earth. Here is Kyrie Irving talking about it on another podcast. Yeah, no, the Earth is flat. Oh, oh God, here, here we go. go. The Earth is flat. Earth is flat. Went. So, I mean, he's a hell of a basketball player. I'm, I'm glad he's not teaching science. And then, probably the most famous public debate amongst celebrities regarding <laughs> flat Earth happened. Um, a couple years ago, and it is awesome. If you're familiar with the rapper uh, Bob, you probably aren't. Celebrities and politicians, just to name a couple members. Rituals and pedophilia, sacrifices, blood religion. The Queen of England got arrest warrants for the disappearance of a dozen children. Do your research on the topic. The 
same time every year, kids come up missing. But you so focused on who fucking who, you don't realize who fucking you. So as you can tell from that track, uh, he is already, he's a conspiracy theorist. He, uh, he started tweeting about the flat earth. One of my favorite public scientists, Neil deGrasse Tyson, got wind of it and called him out on Twitter. He basically called him an idiot. Uh, one of the tweets said, uh, dude, to be clear, uh, being five centuries behind in your thinking doesn't mean we can't all like your music. <laughs> Um, and, and B.O.B. was having none of it. He literally wrote and recorded a diss track for Neil deGrasse Tyson called- Oh my God. Called that, f- that is the best thing in the world. When you're like, what are you? I'm one of the most uh, respected scientific minds and I got dissed by a rapper. Right? So great. Here, and it was called Flatline. I, I, I'm not positive. I think it went platinum. No, once again, you're wrong. Here's the track. Am I paranoid? Picture Michael Max in a room full of pigs trying not to bust a sweat. Hey, Neil Tyson need to loosen up his vest. They probably write that man one hell of a check. Hey, I'm over here on this side of town. Come on over, 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 over here. Try to clown. Hey, I never pipe down. If they weren't coming for me, then they definitely coming for me now. I can't even keep my phone charged up. All the shit I'm talking, I should get my own bar up. Rappers, get off of my dick and get your own bars up. Vladimir and Liz's breath got the clone skirt, cuz you you use your common sense. Why is NASA part department of defense? They divided up the seas into 33 degrees, feeding kids masonry. Bro, be careful what you read. Flatline, flatline. <laughs> so, wait, there's more. So then, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Gets his nephew, who I, I believe goes by the moniker Tyson, to do a response diss track. <laughs> and it's called Flat to Fact. Literally, you don't even have to hear it. You just have to hear the name to know, okay, this is a nerd trying to rap. <laughs> but but here, let's let's go ahead and give it a listen. Conspiracy Bot, can you play that for us? He learned the game from Carl Sagan. You can never check him. You say the earth is flat and then you try to disrespect him. I'm bringing facts to combat a silly theory because B.O.B. has got to know the planet is a sphere. G. Whoa. We now literally have a conspiracy theory rap feud. I, I, I don't know if there's ever been one before, but this is awesome. All right. So, so then B.O.B. tweet, uh, <laughs> cites this I mean, as you can tell from listening bob while he might not be up on his science is a bit of a better rapper than neil degrassi tyson's nephew i think that's that's fair to say yeah, yeah I think does he go by nephew degrassi tyson <laughs> yes yes he does uh so then bob uh tweets after that after the 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 nephew's diss track comes out he tweets at him uh lol dope record <laughs> like, i mean at least they're having a little bit of fun with it like yeah, what yeah, I mean, I, I, I do, I think you're right. I do think that they're having some, some fun with it. I don't think they're ready to, you know, they saw each other in public throw punches at each other or anything, but. I mean, this, it's almost like one of those things where if I met somebody like that, like, I would have so little judgment. I mean, so much, but so little like that I would even try to argue with them. I'm like, I'm not going to convince you of it. Like, if you literally believe that, like, there's no coming back. Yeah, I don't know why he, I don't know why one of the, the foremost scientific minds of our times, or at least public scientific minds of our times, decided to get into a feud with a rapper about science, but he did. I and think he just wanted to do it because there's so many impressionable idiots that'd be like, uh, Pizzagate, right? Like, to cite that. Right, right, right. One right. person just let it fucking snowball. Like, if you don't have somebody who's like, nope, wrong, just this well, is Well, he, he actually said that. He said, you know, the real problem with 
with things like this is when people in power start to get behind it and the masses might might follow just because it's people in power. You mean like the spherical earth theory? <laughs> well, actually, yes. Because isn't that what because went on? Because we, we keep referring to it as a sphere. Technically, it isn't, right? It's flat on the top and bottom. Uh, and I'm being serious now. Like the, the, the North Pole and the South Pole are uh, somewhat flat. Um, if you look at the earth, it's not a perfect hmm. sphere. I, I don't know what word you'd use for it. Insert- I have never looked at the earth, so... I've, I guess we all haven't been to space like John. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things you don't know about me. Thanks for no. not inviting us. It's an oblate spheroid. Brent would have known that. Just saying. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. It's like a kind of a, like if, um, if you squished a basketball. Exactly. Like That's exactly what I'm talking it. about. Yeah. Thanks, Conspiracy Bot. Um, so we get to the part of the story where Neil deGrasse Tyson realizes he can't have his nephew fight, fight his battles for him. So he goes on the, uh, on the daily show and listen to this. All right. Listen, B.O.B. Once and for all, the earth looks flat because one, you're not far enough away at your size Two, your, your size isn't large enough relative to earth to notice any curvature at all. It's a fundamental fact of calculus and non-Euclidean geometry. Small sections of large curved surfaces will always look flat to little creatures that crawl upon it. But this, but this whole thing, it's just a symptom of a larger problem. There's a growing anti-intellectual strain in this country. That many, that it may be the beginning of the end of our informed democracy. Of course, in a free society, you can and should think whatever you want. And if you want to think the world is flat, go right ahead. But if you think the world is flat and you have influence over others, as would successful rappers or even presidential candidates, then being wrong becomes being harmful to the health, the wealth, and the security of our citizenry. Discovery and exploration got us out of the caves, and each generation benefits from what previous generations have learned. Isaac Newton, my man, said... I have, if I have seen farther than others, it's by standing on the shoulders of giants. I get an amen. Woo. So that's right, B.O.B. When you stand on the shoulders of those who came before, you might just see far enough to realize the earth isn't flat. And by the way, this is called gravity. He literally ends it by dropping the mic. And he didn't need to drop the mic because that is a mic drop moment. I mean, he wins. Neil deGrasse Tyson wins. That that was amazing. Hands down. I mean, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> Few- I hate, I don't relish agreeing with John ever, but. I never like agreeing are. with John. <laughs> God knows. What, what is this world we're living in? It's all gone topsy-turvy. <laughs> That's how bad the flat earth thing is. You had to agree with <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> this is a mess. I'm never coming on this show again. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's briefly hit uh, a few arguments against the flat earth. I mean, you don't, you don't need these. I mean, everyone knows that the yeah, earth isn't seems... flat, but uh, uh, just, let's just, Joe, take us through a few of them. One of the easiest ones is, is the moon. One of the great things about getting to live in the day and age that we live in, the 21st century, is we have figured Snapchat. out quite possibly, yes. co- positively Snapchat. that Snapchat exists, <clears throat> that Donald Trump is president and that the moon is not made of green cheese. But there's a lot of phenomena that accompany 
the moon's existence, things like eclipses, cycles. These are all well explained. Certainly the people who innocently thought the earth was flat because they had never had any reason to, to think otherwise. The ancient Greeks, Chinese, Indians, like, you know, they didn't know all these things. They just thought they were things that happened, occurrences that were out there. I think um, you need to throw a disclaimer when you say ancient Greeks. It's like ancient, ancient Greeks. <laughs> Cause the, yeah, the, you're the, right. The ancient Greeks, like, did know, kind of, kind of figured it out. Well, Dang I think, it. I think the moon is, is to your point, like it, it spirals or not spirals, but it sort of cascades in terms of logic, right? Like the moon then explains tides, then explains like eclipses. Yeah. Like well, if you're going to flat earth it and you're just like, we'll explain tides. They're like, we'll get to it. The, like, exactly. There's no explanation for well, it. Well, even, even the shadow on yeah. the moon. I mean, like we can actually observe that. I suppose we could all disbelieve that the tides have any relation to the moon. I mean, that's not. I could just say no, it's just something that happens. But how in the world do you do you argue against us all looking at the moon and seeing the shadows on it and seeing the shape and the change every night from, you know, new moon to full moon like I don't even know where to go with that's this. Just, that's just what they want you to believe. I was watching a documentary. They. Uh, they I was watching a documentary on the flat earth and, and, and the belief in the flat earth and one uh, another argument they were making was okay so if all of these supposed satellites are up there that's one of the things that flat earthers believe is that we, there are literally no satellites uh, gps is controlled by cell towers if if all those satellites are up there why when i look at the moon can i not see them going across you know uh, the, the the sky the, i mean the it is a, that is can. an interesting it's question it really is. No, it's not. What do you mean? Like, how would you, like, they're, like, in the scheme of relativity, they're so much closer to Earth, even though they're so far away, they, they would, you know, not be visible to the human eye. Comparatively to the moon behind them, shouldn't we see some shape? I've actually wondered that, not because I of, think, in a, I think you not because I think really the Earth is flat, orbit, but though. because, because, because our eyes have limits. Varying degrees of orbit, whether it's asynchronous, like, if you had a telescope and you could focus it on a certain distance range and like look for it, you could probably do it. You well, right, but but, good. but yes. what we're seeing when we see the moon is light coming off of it being reflected from the sun. From the sun. I just yeah. have always found it kind of a fascinating thing to think about is like, well, wait, if stuff is up there blocking that, like, like zipping by, how come we can't perceive that, you know what I mean? That the light off the moon gets blocked sometimes. I just well, think it's you, an interesting you, thing. Well, it's because our eyes, like, it's a, because satellites, our, you can see them in orbit. Like there's like, they actually have like their own moon like properties. Like when you see these lights that are like moving through the sky, it's actually satellites that have light reflecting off of them from the sun. What? Well, Matt, that's just not true. And Those it, are re reptilian <laughs> aircraft. <laughs> Reptile wins. Fatality. Though if you believe in if you believe in UFOs, I guess you it, it's hard to believe in flat Earth because yes. the, these other planets don't really exist. Yeah, maybe that's, that's like the anti thing. They're just like fuck you and your alien theories. We're flat. Yeah, maybe. Back to the satellites going around. Obviously, we can't see them for a few different reasons. One, they're moving too fast. Relativity. Two, they're too small. Think about when you see an airplane that's. Uh, you see airplanes that are real close that are traveling, you know, short distances from one state to another. Uh, the, the farther they're going, they generally travel at a higher altitude. You ever look up and see a plane that's at a really high altitude? You can't really even see the plane. You can kind of see the condensation trail that, that's behind it. Vapor trail. And it, 
uh, or chemtrail. No, what? Or chemtrail, yeah. Regardless of that, you can barely see it, and that's—I mean—that's miles below where where the satellites are. I mean, that's why we can't see them. My, my point is that that's that's what the flat earthers point to and say, yeah, obviously. And yet, then you ask them a question: Well, if the Earth is flat, why can't I see Mount Everest from here? And then, then all of a sudden, they pull out science. Well, you know, there's, uh, there's how far your eyes can see. There is, you know, there's dew and dust and everything else in the air. Of course, you wouldn't be able to see that. So, you know, they selectively use science where, where applicable to make their argument. I'm a scientist. I don't believe in anything. So I don't, I, has, like, I can understand this being a valid theory when there's no such thing as air travel, right? And, and no such thing as space. Like space, okay, like, let's take that out of the equation. Can't you, rent a plane to fly over the south pole like okay. that's a thing you can do well, that that is that is 100 there's 100 proof that, that this isn't true by doing that let's say you are in new zealand and you decide that you want to travel to south america you book a flight and you can get there in i think it's like 12 hours the only way you can get there in 12 hours is if you flew near the south pole if if you didn't do that, if you had to go around the around the globe to get there, like around rather than down, I, I, that's all relative around down. But you you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it would take like three fucking days. And another argument that the flat earthers make is, well, you know, everyone's been people have been to Antarctica. There is not one recorded incident of someone sailing around the South Pole. And that's just not true. Look at the Guinness Book of World Records. Some Brits did it in the eighties. It just does. It's just not true. Sorry. <laughs> and why do they have to sail? We have steamboats now. Great point. <laughs> wow. Probably the most valid point you've made on yet the show another so far. another shut the door point <laughs> in this entire conversation. <laughs> so it all goes back to Mark Twain, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Makes sense to me. I'm uh, I'm convinced. A few other quick things on on why f- this is absolute bullshit. Uh, you think about the star constellations uh, and how they are viewable in certain areas of the Earth and not in other areas of the Earth. If this was the flat Earth, that wouldn't be the case. Now, th- their arguments, I think, are that these are just orbs that are, like we said, you know, thirty one hundred feet up that are circling us and and that's why mm-hmm. that is but it, it i'm not an, an astronomer in, in case any of you were wondering but i'm fairly certain there is a lot of proof out there well then why are you true. wearing that t-shirt with a satellite and planets on it oh this is i'm a, an astronomer i'm pretty sure astronomer i'm astronomer <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i still can't get over the fact that they're like no we're flat everything else is round in circles yes. just like just like we think but we're flat to bring it home, I think the point is you have to you have to ignore everything from science ever up to and including gravity to believe in the flat Earth. I mean, they, they say that gravity is a lie being propagated upon us. They say that every bit of science that proves this has been a conspiracy theory of people getting together and saying and saying, "Hey, we're going to tell the general public this," but it's not true. And those scientists that aren't in on it. They've grown up indoctrinated on this whole spherical Earth conspiracy, and that's why they're able to uh, to further the argument for the spherical Earth. It's fake news. <laughs> I want to see the the math as a conspiracy 
like they're just like you you just grew up and everybody told you it's real you're like what is real they're like nah, nope it's not real yeah i mean you i, I don't like i'm grasping for things to add to some of these because it's so definitive and real um, yeah hold, hold. i don't it's just ridiculous like uh, yeah, i want to I mean, punch him in the face all right so guys let's let's get to our our official opinions on this matter joe start us off i i, I think uh You've learned by now, John, having had me on the show several times, I, I enjoy just the fun and the banter of trying to poke holes in, in things and support some of these these theories and these arguments. And this one, it's just like, I don't even know where to go with this stuff. Um, well, actually, I have one question that I'll just throw out there that's worth, you know, you know, kind of public conversation that I never found an answer for. Rhetorical, maybe listeners can chime in on Facebook or whatever, but uh how deep is the disc? Like, you know, we we dig, we go down into the earth. Like, how deep is it supposed to be? And what happens if you dig all the way through? Um, and that kind of plays into my evidence for it. I believe in reptilians who live deep within the earth. Um, they wouldn't be able to be there if the earth was flat. I also believe in what I watch on television when I watch the, the curse of Oak Island and see them digging hundreds of feet down into the ground and going down there. And I don't think the treasure that's lying at the bottom of the pit is the, the rekindling of friendship and love between a father and son, like the Blankenships <laughs> or the Lagina brothers. I don't think it's a metaphorical treasure. I don't know. Like, don't even have thoughts because it just doesn't make sense. I do. I do like the uh, the thought of how deep is it is because is it possible for you to go over the edge of Antarctica and then like go down the side of the disc and is no. the atmosphere okay? <laughs> like what is where does the atmosphere cut off on this? It, it reminds me of um, like old Monty Python where they'd have those all those those awful like uh, show show somebody Animation. traveling along on a map like yes. a boat and the boat just falls off. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. I would love to see if they took a helicopter and like, just like, oh, we're just going to go down on the edge of the earth into space. Like, how? yeah, the space and atmosphere thing too, right? We can run to a wall. Is there like an air wall that you hit? And you're like, whoa. So I, I, I heard one flat earther talking about it and they said that basically imagine, um, imagine a big sheet of ice and every now and then in that sheet of ice is a piece of like earth. Like, like, imagine like an island, like a sheet of ice with islands in it. Our Earth is one of those islands. So you'd eventually get to the ice if you ran off the edge of the Earth. And if you kept going, you'd go find another, another Earth somewhere. Oh, okay. and, and the interviewer then said, well, okay, well, what's the, what's the science or the thought process or, or how do you come to that conclusion? And the answer was, well, that's just what I think. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Moens, give us your final thoughts. Final thoughts. This is just literally, it's, it's a society run by a bunch of people who got tired of being told they were wrong because they were always wrong. So they're like, fuck it. Let's make something up that is completely wrong and we'll just stick with it. We'll, we'll get all our friends together. It's like the kid who, who tells you what a, like, boobs feel like when you're like 10 and like you've never felt them and you're pretty sure he hasn't, but you just assume that that's what boobs feel like. <laughs> And then, then you find out what boobs feel like, and this kid is still like, 
no, they feel like sacks of gravel. You're like, that's not the case. I've felt boobs. And he's like, well, you can think what you want. You're like, you should know. Like, you actually felt boobs. He's like, I did. And they felt like gravel. I feel like this was less your thoughts on Flat Earth and more you reliving a traumatic childhood experience. Yeah, Neil's a son of a bitch. (laughs) Also, Matt, we know you're lying. We know you haven't felt boobs. I know. (laughs) Does does his mom count? Yeah. So, final thoughts. It's just so (laughs) bad. Yeah. No, I felt... What? Wait a minute. What what happened? Why am I smelling burnt almonds? (laughs) Oh, my gallbladder. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And gents, uh, I don't have much to add other than Flat Earth is a complete waste of time. It's been a fun show to do, but... There, there's no truth to it. There, There's no even uh, evidence behind it. Like, I enjoy a good conspiracy theory. I can get behind, you know, Bernie and Betty Hill were abducted by aliens. I might not believe it, but at least there's some convincing evidence. Mm. X, Y, and Z happened, and therefore, this is why it's a possibility. That's fun to talk about. There, There is literally nothing behind this one to go, I could see how that might be true. I might not believe it, but I could see how that'd be true. I can't see it. And that's I where I think, I'm sorry? I think this would be the most impressive one if it actually turned out to be true. Like my world <laughs> would fucking flip. I'm just glad John waited to the end of the one hour episode to mention that this was a complete waste, complete of, waste time. of time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Conspiracy bot. What do you think about this thing? I actually agree with you losers. Meat sacks that believe in flat earth are probably the same kind of people who try to carry a 12-pack of beer home on a bike. Regardless of the fact that I agree with you, you're all still idiots in my book. I appreciate your opinion, but why does it always have to end with us being idiots? I just, that's the part I don't get. Not me. Me and Conspiracy Bot are, uh, are tight now. Yeah, I've played with him. Moens, he said rude things about you. Yeah, but Don't, everybody says rude things about me. <laughs> so, mm. so you're okay with it. Joe, I get it. I mean, he is a, he is a defender of yours now, but it won't last long. I mean, watch your back. He's a fickle bot. All right. Well, everybody, if you have different thoughts than us, if you are one of the folks out there that believes in the flat earth, please do tell Don't us why subscribe. we're wrong. I promise you this. If you believe in the flat earth and you think you can make a compelling argument, do so, and we will we will talk about it on a future episode. There's a few ways you can tell us about it. You can find us at uh, all of our social media at hysteria51.com. Uh, if if you want to do it in our Facebook discussion page we mentioned earlier, Hysteria Nation, just get on Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. The, probably the best way to make your argument would be to leave us a voicemail. All you have to do is dial 773-669-7277. That number, once again, is 773-669-7277. If you want to donate to the show, help us keep this ship afloat, hit patreon.com slash hysteria51. You get cool rewards for doing so. Stickers, t-shirts, you can even help co-host. And and one one final note, uh, this is our last episode of season one. Uh, next week, season two starts. Uh, we'll have a new a new intro, maybe. We'll have, uh, we will obviously never have uh, Joe Peck on again. Which will be a win. Peck will be filling in again. Go forth, drink up. Oh, sorry, Conspiracy Bot. Okay, so Conspiracy Bot thinks that we will. We'll see. But yeah, so end of season one, beginning of season two next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Until then, I've been John. I'm Joe. And I'm Moens. And he's Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. 
Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.